This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities transform the world and rewrite all the rules that's what i'll be doing every single night which is why no 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 i have to steal it what are you talking about willis this is prime time with isaac and Sue. It'll, it's gonna work it's passable okay this this isn't terrible the best in local regional and national sports with no hidden agenda prime time with isaac and Sue on 1080 the fan Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Good Monday. <laughs> How's everybody doing? One earphone is at a thousand decibels, and the other one can't hear a thing. Me too. Do, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Me neither. But I, I had my left one in, and I couldn't hear anything, so I turned it up. And uh, let's just say that that opening blew out my eardrum when I, I put the right one in. So yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna go. Uh, I think I'm just going to go one earphone here and uh, and call it good. New week, new problem. New week, new problem. I don't know why Let's um, go. that's decided, but of all the problems we've had since moving to the new building, look, one weird earphone, I'm going to take that as a win. Although it's strange that we both have the exact same issues. That leads me to believe it's not our headphones. Tell you what, I'm just going to jiggle some wires back here <laughs> yeah, and see what in, happens. When in doubt, you know, unplug something, plug it back in. I will be fine. Ladies and gentlemen. Not decapitated. No. Ryan Buckley. Yes, Buckley's back. Would you go to Cabo? Yes, I did. Didn't they just get get hit by a, a hurricane? Not while I was there. <laughs> you didn't notice? <laughs> no, if, if one came ripping through, I missed it. Yeah, I think they got, well, it wasn't Cabo. It was, it was Puerto Vallarta, but, it was, but Cabo's a little north of there. Yeah, we had good weather pretty much the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah I think you got out of there in the, at the right. When did you leave? We left on Friday afternoon. Okay, yeah, I think this weekend, um, like bad weather rolled through there. I want a number of years one hit there. I had a, I got a, a buddy of mine who has a house down there, and uh, his his house didn't get hit too bad, other than like all the windows got blown out. But the problem was, it was like a year plus to get windows because there was no like everything down there was out of windows, and you couldn't get glass. So he had this really nice house, and I think for like a good solid year, he just had some plywood and some tarps. <laughs> and it was like, well, good enough. Is uh, you know, there's, there's problems down there, some of the supply chains. But that was a number of years ago. When I was really little, our family uh, went with some friends down to Cancun, and we left, and when we got home on the news, we saw our hotel wiped out to the ground. Oh. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's no good. Kind of just in time. I've never, uh, well, that's, I, I, was in, uh, I was in Alaska when, when a volcano blew, but, it, you know, it was far enough away. Mount Spur just covered everything in ash. But other than that, like, I've never... Uh, I've never hurricane, tornado, earthquake. Hey, I got nothing. There's a big uh, tornado uh, out in uh, out by Sandy. 
<laughs> was over it? the weekend. Did yeah. you see that? That's where we get like what the the roof of like a like a bikini barista bar or whatever that gets ripped off. There's always something like that. And well, that someone, didn't happen. There's someone on the news and they're very concerned about it. And like this is where like the wind funnel set down. We love weather, and so we don't get a lot of it other than like it rains a lot. So when there is some sort of weather event, we make it a huge deal on the news. Well, there was an, uh, uh, a hurricane, uh, tornado F zero. <laughs> what that hit out east of Sandy? Well, is that a tornado then, yeah. or was that? Oh just, no, it's a tornado. Uh, was it a strong wind? Tornado. Okay, because it registered on the tornado scale an F zero. Well then, and someone filmed it. It's great. Then how is that? This guy was like standing out in his backyard, like filming it, and. <laughs> Look, you like being putting from his hand through it, you, you know, being, like you yeah. do with like a like a <laughs> candle flame. flame. He's like, ah, you being from Kansas, uh, is that a tornado? Well, it is for for Oregon. yeah, right. It's cute. It's a sliding scale. But they did say because there has like to a, be damage. The tornado tussled someone's hair. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're adorable. Uh, they a tree fell on a house. Oh, because of the tornado. Yeah. So big goings on in the weather <laughs> world out in Sandy. That was east of Sandy. Okay. Uh, this is Hurricane Roslyn. And it did make landfall in Mexico. Miss the resorts. I love that that's, like, that's the big headline. <laughs> all anyone. White some, people are all okay. Some local, like a bunch of local people lost everything, but were like, thank God the, uh, the all-inclusive resorts, the booze is still flowing, we're fine. It's uh, way south of where Buck was. So. <laughs> someone, someone said they saw the trend on the news, and it did move a lawn chair. So, I mean. Yeah, it did. No, it did. Wow. If you see the video, there was, the guy was, <laughs> I ask you not. It appeared as if the guy was standing out on his back deck yeah. filming it, and it was in the next yard over. It's perfect. And he's fun. like, look at this, a tornado. <laughs> and it's not, <laughs> it's not that. It's just like some grasp is, a grasp is, let me try that a third time. <laughs> One more time. Some grass is wisping. Sure. I'm not going to lie. A lawn I, chair. I wouldn't mind, like, if, uh, well, I don't like my neighbors, but if, you know, if, if a tornado set down an F zero, I wouldn't mind checking that thing out. Be out there, you know, dog be barking at it, well, whatnot. Kind of cool looking. Yeah, you know, right. As long I as mean, it missed the power lesbians, uh, kitty corner to me, who I love. Uh, everyone else, eh, you know what? I'll, I'll deal with the the repercussions. Let's go. Let's make it an F zero. Let's well, happen. We, we don't get tornadoes often, so no. Um, they said it uh, tore up some bushes. <laughs> Blew off some siding. See, that's pretty, you know. I'm sure there was some bark dust that needed to be uh, laid down. I mean, So what do you think the winds were? I have the wind speeds here. Of an F-Zero? It's an EF-Zero tornado. Well, like, you get, you know, strong gusts all the time to get into the 30, 40 40 mile an hour range. So is it like 50, 55? Uh, 65 and 85. Okay. So not, I mean, you know. (laughs) Really? really? Now now we're we're going back. Dude, you get into 70 mile an hour winds, that you will be surprised at how much that hurts. Someone said it takes more than wind to get the tops off at a bikini coffee stand. I think that takes a fiver, maybe a 10. Can't say that I've been to those, but I'm assuming that uh, a fin will probably make something happen there. Wouldn't that be something? Tornado (laughs) just blows all of the tops off? Everything. I guarantee the news is out there. <laughs> I don't know if news, they'll just be a bunch of weird dudes with cameras. That just That is a very, very strange phenomenon. I mean, I guess it's, look, I understand that men will do anything when there's a, the, the, the allure or the chance of, like, you know, a nipple popping out. But the idea of, of like, like, you just have to get your coffee so you go out of your way for a chick in a bikini to hand you like a, a poorly made coffee, that fascinates me. And yet you always see them. They got lines. Like either, 
Is there no part of you that just like feels really, really creepy as you're waiting in line specifically for that? Like you're waiting for your gal. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never really seen one of those. No, they're no. around. I wasn't really aware that that was a thing. And then, uh, I mean, you see the little stands. My lady pointed them out to me. And now that you know what to look for, they're everywhere. Well, what do you look for? Well, the pink ones. They're the either red, red they're, light. They're either pink or blue. And oh. you just see the little standalone things. And that's like, I if guess they're painted pink. They're painted pink. Oh. And now that like I was like oh and now I see them all the time. You're just driving around. And you're like How oh. How does she know that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was a past career. I mean, you you do see a lot of those little pop up coffee yeah, shops. That's a lot but, of what those are. Yeah, but I, I, I've never seen one. Like I've seen a million of those and never once been. Oh, look at that. Yeah, me neither. But now you'll pay attention. I bet as you're okay. driving around, I'm start now. You'll start seeing them all over the place. Yep, I will do some homework <laughs> on this. The roving reporter that is Isaac Rupp that's will right. get to the bottom of this. And well, anyway. find out if it's not a tornado, what does it take to get the top off? Anyway, uh, Buck is back. He is uh, his head and neck attached because, yes. you know, it's scary down there in Mexico. <laughs> is it really? That's what they say. <laughs> who Who is they? And then uh, the... Boy, we love fear-mongering, don't we? Well, the news. Yeah, the yeah. news. Got to be got to be terrified of the news. Yeah. How was it? How was Cabo? It was fantastic. Uh, about five days spent with uh, family, 12 of us together under one roof. And then three days, uh, just my wife, my kid, and myself, uh, about an wow. hour up the coast. It was wonderful. Wow. All right, so you got three days alone time. We did. Twelve under one roof's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Everyone had their own bedrooms, though, so it wasn't like, uh, you know, the, the, kid, the grown-up kids had to share it all or anything. Was there ever some sort of Monopoly game that went south and, you know, someone was cheating and putting too much on Ventnor Avenue and then, like, like fisticuffs happened? There wasn't a lot of board game play. In fact, I don't know that there was. There was one game of Scrabble that occurred uh, that I won, and that hey. was it. <laughs> Scrabble champ, family Scrabble champion. I was just thinking One more game. along the lines of general family discourse, whether no, it be the, Monopoly were, or otherwise. The, the feudalism was put to the side for uh, for the the purposes of uh, these birthday celebrations. Oh. By the way, the board game. I don't know if you've played board games. Well, I don't. I mean, board game. I feel like the idea of the board game has moved into just fun, raunchy card games. Yeah, like the... Uh, like Cards Against yeah, Humanity. humanity. There's like, like a thousand different versions of that There's a lot of those, yeah. yeah. And they're really fun. Like, a blast. So I feel like the board game, that's kind of an old man thing to say. Like, that doesn't happen much well, anymore. Again, it was more of a... I mean, uh, it does with the little kids. Yeah. I almost feel like they should be their own genre of party games or... Uh, yeah. Or you call party them, like, you know, I don't know, cocktail games or something like yeah. that. Because it's like, board games, like, implies it's like a, a rainy afternoon and you're you're pulling out the board and the pieces and the well, dice and everything. Right. You well, know? Buck's got youngs, though. So I'm assuming at some point you got to play some Candyland unless your kids, like, are like, you're an old man. This is stupid. Yeah, the, we, we have one 18-month-old, so he doesn't play any of that yet. The games he plays mostly involves throwing blocks. No, oh, there you go. Yeah, see, that's great. Well, like my family, well, I'm happy that, that you can do that. I'm not certain that my family, um, I'm not sure we're capable of that. Like, do the ROPs? Capable the, of what? If you put the, the Sukanic slash Brown extended family all under one roof, I'm not certain that that would, that that would go well. Oh, yeah, we've done that. Before. You've done that? Yeah. Like, we'll go down to the beach, and, um, you know, we're all in a general area, but... There is a uh, like a, a Game of Thrones thing. There's houses divided. Like we don't all stay under one roof. Someone goes to Dragonstone. Another one goes out to uh, the north. And I'm kind of like the White Walker. I'm like on the other side of the wall. Like I just I'm just not hmm. certain how we would all do. Sounds like love. Yeah, under one roof. It's love, but I think it's honestly love at a, at a distance. And I'm not sure my family wants to just come out and admit that, but. 
the more they, they take a, a step back, I think they'll realize that, um, you know, we don't ever do anything as one collective group. And I think there's a reason why. Well, we don't have a very big family. Yeah. So it's it's worked for us. And you don't have to, though. I mean, the Buckley boys, the only three of us, we play a lot of Liar's Dice, and my brother and I have nearly yeah. come to blows many times. There you that. go. Liar's <laughs> Dice. That's what's up. <laughs> well, again, I don't just, I can't imagine my family playing any sort of game like that. I'm pretty sure that my dad would, he wouldn't know what he was doing, and then about Two minutes in, he would say that this is disgusting and immoral, and he would get up and leave. And yeah, it just wouldn't. It well, wouldn't... I think it's the kids. You yeah, know? it's like the it's it's of it, the 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 parents of the littles. Yeah, I think they're the ones that initiate, and then maybe the olds play, or maybe the olds just watch and take pictures. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the mojo. Well, and the other part, too, is that no one in my family partakes of any sort of uh, libations either. So you throw that into the mix, and, I, you know, that's... Sounds like a blast. Well, and then, then there's, like, Uncle Jay's cooler that everyone has to, like, point out, like, and, like, no one's allowed to drink out of that. And it's just, it's just a thing. And it's just best if we all just kind of, you know, we congregate a little bit, and then, uh, you know, at the end of the... Not the end of the evening, somewhere around uh, 930, everyone kind of... Just goes there. Goes well, it was their own a big way. celebration for Mr. Buckley. Yes, sure was. Whose name is? Do you John. remember his name? John. That's right. John E. Buckley. John N. As in Norris. John N. Buckley. Yes. A sixty-fifth celebration. Sixty-fifth and uh, sister's twenty-fifth and niece's first, all happening in the same week. That's pretty cool. Sued by Goldman Sachs. <laughs> yes. And the RIAA. The legal pirater of music. Once uh, watched by the FBI. Yes. Sur- John survived a broken Bay Bridge in a earthquake. Yeah. yeah, look. What a life. A lot. And now uh, 65th in uh, Mexico where I feel like uh, things happened and, and, you know, those records are sealed forever. And we're I just happy. I see him that, in like yeah. a, just a really nice Hawaiian shirt. Or, well, you know, like a, a Tommy Bahama, like shirt. silk shirt. What do you think he wore when we went out to lunch? Yep, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. A very nice one. Is, is there a cigar involved? I picture a cigar. He does like cigars. We didn't have cigars. Um, now, he, he's, all, he's also five weeks off a knee replacement, so he was doing okay, but still rather immobile. He was mostly laid up with a margarita for, uh, for most of it. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's nope. rough. It's a great place to recover. Cabo. That's where Sammy is, right? Isn't that where Cabo Wabo. Sammy Hagar. You are correct. Just stands around and plays guitar. Uh, That's I've, what I picture. I've been to the Cabo Wabo, and I've seen Sammy. I've never seen him perform. But I've seen like he does like one of those like MTV Cribs thing. The tour of his house down there is insane. So he lives down there. Yes. What's he, he worth? Uh, a lot. He's doing just fine. You know, he's he's doing okay. I do know. Well, I, I don't personally. Well, he's got like a private. But I just mean he's got a private beach. Yeah, he's the head of Van Halen. He was, or I mean, uh, lead singer. Yes, I think he's doing just fine. And the Cabo Wa- the Cabo Wabo, you know, when you're down there, it's worth. What's Buck, that? Did is you that a che- bar? That's the that's his bar. Did you check out the Wabo or did you? I have been to the Cabo Wabo before, actually on multiple occasions. But no, we were not on this trip. Uh, my two younger sisters and their boyfriends they went to El Squidro on the first night uh, for my sister's birthday. But uh, I stayed behind and we just we just hung out at the house pretty much the entire time. Yeah, the Wabo is worth, uh, I don't know if you want to go there every time, but it's worth checking out once. It's a really cool space. Yeah, and I will tell you that uh, on your way in, whatever you want to purchase, and I mean whatever, will be offered to you on your way in and you're on on the way out of the Cabo Wabo. It's kind of a cool name. 
the Cabo Wabo. Yeah, and it's know? his whole thing. He's got a Cabo Wabo tequila, and you know, yeah. it's, it's all, his whole bit. It's his whole brand. He's got a whole thing going. Yes, on. Yes, he does. The original. I'm going to make my own celebrity tequila brand guy. Oh, he's had it for Whoa. a long time. I mean, because yeah, Cabo Wabo goes way, way back. But you know, before the Rock or LeBron or anybody else, was he the guy to do that first celebrity tequila? It wouldn't shock me if he was the first because he's been there for a long, long time. Huh. All right, I'm going to do some homework on that. The Red, well, welcome back, Buck. The Red Thank Rocker you. and Good Buck. Yeah, we Buck uh, is filling in for, I don't know, maybe another week or something. I don't know. We don't know. We'll see what we do At next this week. point, he's just here. This is a week-to-week <laughs> week operation. I feel like one of these days, like, no one's going to get hired. They'll just be like, they'll just keep asking someone to fill in, and then after like three months, we'll be like, is he just... The producer and someone be like, whatever. And I kind of feel like that's what's eventually going to happen. Someone has to do it. Yeah, why not? Eventually. All right. Uh, big show. You guys like big shows? Big, big, huge water, ocean water. A lot happened. You know how we do on a Monday. Yeah. That's what's in, and apparently that's out. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go to the World Series. They were doomed the moment they released that video. In San Diego, I mean. Doomed. Yeah, that might have cost them. Yeah. <laughs> At least a run or two. That's what's in. <laughs> no, not anymore. Let's get started with our poll question, guys. That is next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, here's our poll question today on Twitter at 1080TheFan. As always, it is brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAA. IAQ.com. Considering each team's circumstances, who is most impressive so far this season? Ducks! Mm-hmm. Beavers! <laughs> Blazers! Or Seahawks? Ah, yeah, it's, it's a big fat Seahawks for me. Well, I need a fifth, I need a fifth option on here. Uh, whatever your option. Because I need to put the thorns Oh, well, I don't know what the Thorn circumstance is. I mean, I guess you got the whole, well, well you don't yeah. have an owner. and Exactly. Well, they have an owner. He well, just stepped away. stepped away. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, I should have put the Thorns. but because you know, I'm, I'm getting all thorny there. And then you had the lady who just had a kid a couple months ago. That was like one of the most ridiculous goals that I've, I've ever seen. 
Now, I don't watch a ton of soccer, but... Um, you're one step ahead of me. What happened? Well, I, so I guess she gave birth not too long ago. Okay. And came in. She was a sub. And it was one of those where they had a shot on goal. There was a save. It kind of kicked out. And she ended up kind of at the, the corner of the, the, the goal box there. And she stopped it, stopped it with, like, her chest, kicked it up in the air, and then basically had, like, a, like a little mini bicycle kick into the top corner of the net. It was insane. It was absolutely ridiculous, and okay. it sent them on to the um, the championship. I think they're playing out in is it DC or KC? Uh, I forget which one, but yeah, they're going to the championship game. It will not be in Portland, but it's just an amazing goal. So that's obviously everything they've gone through. It might be the uh, the Thorns, but I'm still going to say Seattle because I just I'm I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned in that division, and I know there's a lot of football left to be played. And let me just say this. I, like I think there's teams that you can get by with coaching and kind of smoke and mirrors. I, I think the Jets and the Giants are doing this. But at this point in the season, you're a good team. But what Seattle's doing is not really smoke and mirrors. The defense is playing better. I still think it's a bad defense. But the last couple of weeks, the defense has been good. And at this point, I don't know how you can say that the offense is smoke and mirrors. They're not doing a bunch of trick plays. Right, they're not just like playing it close to their vest. Geno Smith should be in the MVP conversation. He's been that good. You've got, I believe now, I think he's the NFL leading rusher now, and your rookie. You got two receivers that are lighting it up. It's a good football team. Like I said, I don't think it's a contender. I think the the Bills or the Chiefs or someone like that would would kind of you know kick their ass. But you know, to, to be where they were at, thinking that, and and almost everyone universally thought that this was basically one of those. Hey, develop the young guys, and you know we won't win a lot of games, and we'll draft our quarterback next, you know, next year, and we got a bunch of capital from the Russell Wilson thing, and so this is just kind of one of those years that whatever happens happens, and now to find yourself basically halfway through the season and you're in first place in that division, I am absolutely stunned that they are doing this, and like I said, this feels, and and maybe a lot of football to be played, but if you're asking me of the surprises. We look at the Giants, look at the Jets, and you say which one of those feels a little more authentic than the others. I kind of feel like it's Seattle at this point. All right. Well, vote. I mean, the Ducks. Oh, and please vote hard. The Ducks case would be that, you know, they co- were, they were coaching, dead. Well, it was a coaching change. And while he inherited a, a good roster, you know, they lost 49 to three in the first game. I mean, yes. we thought that. You know they would bounce back after Georgia, but this well, yeah. I don't know how many people saw that. And then the Blazers, dude, the Blazers look great. Now that's a little too small of a sample size, maybe, to sure. vote for them. But well, my it, God, well, and you got I think they're fifth, three and oh. three and oh, fifth or sixth in the NBA in defensive rating. They're scrappy as hell, man. You know they're undersized, and yeah, I, I mean the Lakers are bad, and as bad as the Lakers are, they're still you know if Russell Westbrook doesn't do whatever the hell he did with 17 seconds left. Maybe the Blazers, you know, don't have a chance to close that thing out. But, yeah, 3-0, and defense is looking great. I think that's one that I'm not certain is sustainable. Um, but, yeah, my all of a sudden my, what, 80, what do I have him at? I need wins. I need 30. I think 30. How is it that you can never remember this? I think, well, I don't, do you look at your tickets on a regular basis? You're like your futures? Well, we've talked about it like eight times. 38 and a half. So okay. I need 39 wins. All right. And I'll tell you off right now. Off to a good start. Off to a 3 and 0. Hell yeah. And look, that's a for me, that's a sizable chunk that I got on the over right there. So every one of those wins uh puts me a little closer to doing a happy fizzy party dance. I will remember it for you. 
from here on out. I need 39, 39 wins. wins. I need 39 wins. Yeah. So if you ever doubt, again, just ask me. Yes. I know. And uh, yes, I uh, bragged about this last week, but uh, people are texting in. I, I was the one who predicted that before the season, we would have a, are the Seahawks good conversation at some point? Yes. And we're having it. And well, we already had it. Now yeah. we're just saying they're good. Yeah, they're we good. We had that last week. We yes. were like, ah, they might be. Bleh. Well, and now, and now look, but the NFL is funky because, oh, and then the Beavers. Sorry, before I get to that point, the Beavers are six and two guys. Yes. And they have won after that Stanford game, which was a miracle win. Uh, they have, you know, without their starting quarterback, they have really solidified their season um, because it could have gotten bad. Yep. Uh, but they handled business against the Cougs. You know, Colorado sucks, and so you do what you should do to Colorado, and they're just they're trustworthy. Six and two, already bowl eligible. Big game at Washington. You know, the next two after that are certainly winnable with Cal and Arizona State before the the Civil War or whatever we call it these days. So yeah, those the game guys, formerly known as the Civil War, I think they deserve a lot of credit for you know how their season looked. You know, they lose that Stanford game, they lose three in a row. Here come the Cougs, no quarterback. Oh boy, yep, doesn't look pretty. But look at them. And then, then, then my thorns, the fifth, the fifth option that's not even an option. My thorns are in the championship without an owner. Well, to your point, but going back to Oregon State real quick, I think the the there's a good a good argument to be made that looking what Oregon did to UCLA, right? Like their biggest challenge. Well, you got Utah, right? Utah and and Oregon State. Like I think the Civil War, uh, and that's in Corvallis this year, if I'm not mistaken. Look, that may be a real test. I mean, this may be – we may be getting back to the days where the Civil War or whatever, they, like you said, they're, we're calling that now, might actually mean something in the in the, the overall picture. And hopefully we're getting back to a, a real competitive game. I just think that the Beavs are a quarterback away. If they had, um, let's say, like a Penix Jr. had transferred into Oregon State, I think Oregon State beats USC. Well, but we were saying that back then. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, with the things that have been thrown their way – for them to pull out that Stanford game and now just have won three in a row, like it was. Yep, it was a little after the Utah loss and the dicey. way that Stanford game was looking. It was and Chance yep. Nolan's out. Like, yep. dude, it was not pretty. And um, here they are. So uh, they deserve a lot of credit. So it was. It was just a. You know what? Before we get into the, I, I want to talk about the Seahawks and the NFL and what some. T- it's just a weird year for the NFL because some teams, like you said, like the Giants and Jets, they don't seem like great teams, but they're winning. And then other teams who we think should be good aren't. It's just a very strange uh, year, and there's a lot to unpack there. But first and foremost, great weekend for the Northwest. Yeah. You know, when you go back to Friday night where Lillard is psyching out DeAndre Ayton at the line, uh, and then the Blazers win uh, in L.A. in a great game. They go 2-0 and over the weekend, beat their rival. College game day was in Eugene, tremendous. I don't know what it is. I've never been a huge college game day fan, but I thought that show was tremendous on Saturday um, the energy, maybe it's the Pat McAfee effect. Yeah. Well, it, Sabrina was great. Sabrina stole your line, ducks by a million, yeah, which was right. great. Got the crowd singing, dude. It's it's just, the, and then they go out and handle a top ten team the way they did, and then you have Washington, Oregon State winning. You have the Seahawks winning. You have the Thorns winning, heading to the championship. This was a, a, a just a tremendous weekend yeah. for sports in the Northwest, and um, it's it's cool to see. So let's come back and. Um, We'll talk about, well, I want to talk about the Oregon 
win. Yeah. Because did you see they won? I did. did you see that game? That was about as good an offensive performance as you could conceivably put up in a college football game. Points on all... their first 12 straight possessions. I'm sorry, what? Points on their first 12 points. straight possessions. Yeah, that's what they do. They get points. Well, and I think there were points on 12 yeah, straight possessions, period, between UCLA and Oregon. It was only broken up by the, the interception in the end zone. Not a lot of punts out no. there. And we thought that would be the case, yeah. and that was the case. But, uh, yeah, that was a, an emphatic dub. Um, and we'll also get to um, what's so weird about the NFL season and what the Seahawks are doing and that whole thing coming up. So uh, that's where we uh, start today. The poll question on Twitter, at 1080 the fan considering each team's circumstances, who is most impressive thus far? Ducks, Blazers, Seahawks, or Beavers? Uh, vote, vote hard. It is 331. Here's Buck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Nice. Northwest Sports Weekend. But the Seahawks are likely going to win our poll. Uh, we'll get to them in a bit here. because just, It's the one that just no one saw coming. Well, the whole NFL is weird this yes. year. It's just the... And yeah. it's, Refs asking for autographs. Brady sucks. Rogers sucks. The Giants are great. The Jets. What the hell? To be frank, it's kind of boring. <laughs> it really is. Like it's. I've never seen it where... And we're going to talk about the Ducks here, so I don't want to get off on a whole thing here. But, but you're about to? No, just it's it's like you watch the games and you don't know who's good and who's bad, right? Like good teams, like the Eagles look like a good team. Yes. Okay. Outside of the Eagles, who else looks like a good team? Bills and Chiefs. Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. There's three. Just... Okay, so you have teams that we think are good, like the Niners, <laughs> who kind of aren't, but they are, but they're not. And then you have or, – or like – I don't know, the Vikings, are they, I yeah. mean, are they good? They have a good record. The Giants and Jets have good records. Are they good? Or are they just bad teams winning games? Like, dude, this league is so effed up. I feel like you have three teams that are different than everyone else, and then, boy, there's just a whole lot of bleh in the middle. Brady said it best a couple weeks ago. He said there's a lot of bad ball in the yes. teams that aren't beating themselves. Yes. See the Seahawks, see the Giants, see the Jets. Right. They're finding ways, they just find ways to win, yeah. unlike like the Ravens and teams like that that should be good. And that giveaway games. That's what I mean. Like, are they good or not? They look like a good team who's not winning, although they're four and three, but should be seven and like, dude, it's a weird year. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, We have plenty of time. But uh, Oregon wins. They beat UCLA. 
23 straight at home now. Yeah. And this is why I said this. They're the only unbeaten team in the Pac-12. The Ducks are. In terms of uh, Pac-12 play, I mean. Big time games in the Pac-12, just over the course of the last 10 years, the home team is dominant. Autzen's one of the toughest places to play in the country. And, you know, I I think if if, if that game is somewhere else, maybe it's different. I don't know. But that's a hostile environment to go into. And Oregon played at least offensively. They played about as good as you could conceivably ask an offense to play. I mean, I don't know. Bo Nix had basically a perfect passer rating, 22 of 28, 283 and five touchdowns. You ran the ball for six yards a carry. I mean, Troy Franklin has emerged as one of the best receivers in the Pac-12 and a deep threat for Oregon. You're getting your tight ends involved. I don't know what more you want. They don't really make mistakes, do they? No. I mean, the offensive line is tremendous. The offensive line is just sometimes it looks unfair. Like who? I think Jeff Schwartz put out a clip. It was like nine minutes of just he called it O line porn, dude. That offensive line is just road grading people. And Dillingham does it from a lot of different formations. They give you a lot of different looks, and it, it just there's times that the backs aren't getting touched until they're three, four yards downfield, and then you really have found something in the 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 Bucky Irving Noah Whittingham kind of combo there. This two headed monster. But I just love the way both of those guys run, but especially Bucky with kind of this this slashing sort of um, I don't know. It's just it's 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 speed and power combined with some vision. It's just a thing of beauty to watch their offense. And look, I'm not I'm not going to be Duck Homer up here and say that they beat Georgia. They 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 don't. I think they play that game ten times. Georgia wins probably ten of them. But I would love to see that game right now on a neutral field. That is not 49-3. to Shouldn't be. It's not. This is a good Oregon team that is now a legit top 10 team. And when I look through college football, you look at Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Bama, TCU, and Oregon. I feel on a neutral field that Oregon is competitive with every team in the country. I, I think maybe Ohio State and Georgia scares me a little bit. Uh, Tennessee is going to score an S ton of points against you. Look, the Oregon defense isn't that good, and Tennessee is going to score a lot, but I also feel like Oregon's going to put up an S ton of points against Tennessee. Well, that's college I, football this year. Yeah, though. I think they can beat Clemson. I think they could, I, you know, Bama, eh. I th- certainly think they can beat TCU, and TCU is really good. I think there's a real argument to be made that you eliminate that horse crap Georgia game that they played at the beginning, and if they just played a road apple like UCLA played, I think Oregon's a top five team in the country. You know what my favorite sign from game day was? There were two of them. I think I saw this one. <laughs> my my favorite was just the little one that read, Georgia got lucky. Did you read that? <laughs> oh, no. You didn't see that? I didn't see that one. I thought that one was great. And the other one was, you know it's bad when Under Armour's breaking up with you? <laughs> Taking a shot at UCLA. At UCLA. And see, the one I saw was, we wanted Bama, not Georgia. <laughs> well, yeah, it said, we want Georgia, and then Georgia scratched <laughs> out, and it says Bama. There were some good signs, man. That that game day, yeah. I, man. That's it's a great that, environment. That show is great. Yeah. It's got some juice. The uh, open was like the best marketing you could possibly have for the university, besides yeah. maybe winning a title. I oh, mean, it's, it was it's it was, huge. Yeah. You know, All Kansas the there, Kansas got a little bit of that a couple weeks ago when they went there. It you you cannot measure. When all of college football wakes up to watch your show and yeah. watch those guys up there doing their predictions and stuff at it, at your university and all the signs and all the creativity, it's just. Dude, it's great. And then they and then you go ahead and drop an ass kicking on another legitimate yeah. top ten team in the country. 
It's just unfortunately for Oregon, you know, the, the cards didn't fall your way up front, and so you only moved up two spots. But uh, well, we got plenty. You of got time. plenty Dude, of time. There's a lot of football. A left. lot of ball. But, but when that... you look at Oregon's schedule, um, you know, you are going to be favored in every one of these games, and you've got Utah at home, and then on the road at Corvallis is going to be tough. But look, look, Oregon has put themselves back in the conversation for a college football playoff, and. I know that stink of, of Georgia is going to hang over his head, but and he won't win it, but Bo Nix right now deserves to be in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy. He does. Yeah, we'll talk more about his numbers coming up here. How about that onside kick? I feel like that was like the, it was the turning point. A really big part of that game. Yes, because, again, 12... Pos- nobody was stopping anybody. Yeah, 12 possessions in a row, <clears throat> period. There was... at Well, one was end of half, so we don't count that. So, But there was 12 possessions... Back and forth where neither team stopped the other one. Now, UCLA had to kick some field goals and Oregon got sevens. But think about that. 12 straight possessions where no one stopped anybody. And then when it did come to an end on the 13th possession, it was an interception basically in the end zone. So, no, no one was stopping anyone. And it felt like once Oregon got that onside kick and they got the extra possession, it just felt like UCLA after that, even though it was back and forth, it just never felt like UCLA was... In that game, it felt like Oregon was in the driver's seat and was in total control because UCLA could do nothing to stop Oregon. I mean, it was it was a clinic. All right, let's talk about Bo Nix. Um, he already he already has more uh, passing touchdowns than any season he played at Auburn. Yeah, and we're what seven weeks in, eight weeks in. Yep. And he um, wasn't bad at Auburn. This is just this is well, different his, level. His athleticism—it's just you know part of it's coaching. Like a lot of these guys aren't. I mean, how many quarterbacks in college are stars? Not many. You know, top two percent, three percent. Sure. Everybody else falls into this Bo Nix category where they're capable, yep. but it's all going to depend on what's around them and how they're coached. Yep. And this guy is supremely athletic, which I wonder if that's part of it. I feel like that was kind of overlooked. I like I don't. I didn't appreciate how no. good he was. With and his I still think it's deceptive. Like when I yes. see him like keep one, I don't think he's going to necessarily like get to this right. like second level and then get to the first down and then some. And well, he, he kind of cruises around out there. Yeah. And Chip said it after the game. I think Chip, Chip went out of his way to say, well, I didn't do anything special. We just, we were ready. We just had a lot of breakdowns, but yeah. he, he did say Bo Nix up close was different than I thought. Yeah. And that's true for a lot of us. Like me watching him from afar, and we saw him play Oregon a couple years ago in that game. Where was, was that game? That was in uh, was was that it, in Atlanta. It was, yeah, it was, I think, I think, it, was I think it was in Atlanta. I mean, it, he just didn't. No, he didn't. He just like, did not look like this. He was a true freshman, athletically. Well, I just mean athletically, you yeah. know, and speed and stuff. And some of it's just how you utilize him and and, and you know how you coach him. And my God, but what a great like, match! Like UCLA kept sitting in that zone, and I think a lot of that was. And I'll ask Dan Lennon about this. I really think teams are afraid to play man-to-man against Oregon because when you play man-to-man, then you better have a spy that can track down Bo Nix. Otherwise, even if you do get to the, the you know to the pocket and you cause some breakdowns, dude's gonna beat a linebacker and and and, and kill you with his feet. So it's like UCLA was like it was pick your poison. Hey, we're gonna play zone. Great, he'll pick you apart. I mean, it just like you want to come down and you want to bring an extra defender in the box. He showed the ability to not just throw the dink and dunks, dink and dunk stuff. He was pushing the ball downfield. The first touchdown to, to Franklin, I mean, that's about as good a throw as you could have, dropping it right in the bucket. 55 yards in the air, they measure that one. So, you know, I don't know at, at this point, unless you can, with your front four, unless you can stop Oregon's run game, which right now this offensive line is just plowing people, 
I, I really don't know how you want to defend this. This really, to me, when I look at it, has become one of the more difficult offenses in the country to prepare for. And yes, a lot of it is is that old line, but I think the big part of it besides that is that you have a guy in Bo Nix that can beat you three different ways. And it's scary right now how efficient it is. And as Chip Kelly said, that looked different up close. All right, more on him uh, coming up next, and we will get to our college football weekend walnuts. It is 347 on the fan. All right, Bo Nix for Heisman. That's the talk now. <laughs> well, I mean, he should be in consideration. I, oh. I get it. Like, West Coast, that stinker. So many people down south are going to remember the, the Georgia game. So with the season that Bryce Young's having, with the season that uh, Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback's having, um, the Michigan running back, uh, what else, C.J. Stroud, like, you're not going to win it. But I certainly think that if they play like this, he belongs in New York. He belongs... Uh, in the conversation because, look, I, I, I'm not going to say he's right now the best quarterback in the country, but find me someone that's playing better than him right now. There's people that are playing to his level, but I don't think there's a bunch of people that are playing better than Bo Nix right now. Yeah, the Heisman thing is always, I mean, this time of year it's futile. Sure. You know, it's like weeks one through eight are great, but yeah. the, 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 the really the Heisman conversation doesn't start until weeks, you know, eight through f- 15, but it's usually – the big games in between weeks 11 and 14, right? For a it's, lot of it's pe- Thanksgiving weekend. It's, yeah. it's like Ohio State plays Penn State this weekend. If Stroud has a huge game in that game right there, sure, that will vault him to the top. And then if Bryce Young comes back against uh, Georgia, well, they don't play Georgia. They don't they? play Georgia. They but... could in the championship game, maybe? Yeah. Well, no, they're on this. No, the yeah, they, they, yeah they no, they could. They, they could. could. They could. Yeah. Uh, so let's say that it's just it's about the the biggest yeah. players in the biggest games late in the year. So it's futile to even have the conversation. But I do agree that nobody is playing well, certainly as efficiently as Bo Nix. I mean, my God, it's it's almost like it's almost what would be the word? It's just it's predictable. Yeah, like they are predictably sound. Yeah. To and me, it feels like a, like a little bit of, like, in the Chip Kelly era, it was all about making the mismas- mismatches, and it feels like every play, he's got four options and the defense can only guard three. It feels like it's almost fish in a barrel sometimes. Whatever he wants to do, he can. Well, I think, again, I think some teams, and I think UCLA was, I think they're afraid to play man. So you play those zones, and they have done a really nice job of flooding those zones. There's the first touchdown they had, and then the one to Bucky Irving down the. So the first one I think was to Ferguson, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and then they had the Bucky Irving one was like fourth and four. If you go back and watch those, they just did a great job of flooding that zone. So you got the safety playing deep, and and they're running like a they'll run like a post to hold that safety, and then they put that that linebacker who's covering the flat, you know, in between where the safety and the linebacker sit. There's that kind of hole back there on the sidelines, and Nix just does a great job of holding the safety in the linebacker, and then they flood that zone, and and they just kind of drop that ball in behind, and they did that two or three times, and UCLA couldn't handle it. And then it takes a a really good pass and timing and eye discipline for Nix to put it in there, but he's making those reads. They sat back and played zone, and he picked them apart. Even when they did play uh, a too-high cover, they still ended up with Troy Franklin beating him. They still ended up, uh, you know, being able to throw over the top of that. Oh, and then, by the way, you can run the ball for six yards of carry. I just don't know. I, I don't know if there's defenses right now in the Pac-12 that are equipped to handle this. The The defense that can that can shut this down is Georgia's or a team like that. You have to be able with your front seven. 
and really it comes down to your four or five up front, you have to be able to disrupt the Oregon run game. Yeah, and that's why I thought UCLA maybe had a shot. And they and they, and they really didn't. They I mean, did Early in the game, you saw a little bit of it warming him up a little, but it didn't last long, dude. It was like that first series. Yep. And that was about it. And, and once, you, once so, Oregon starts running and they work off that play action and they do the RPOs. Who else is like Georgia? I mean, who, who, like how many teams even have a defense capable like that? Well, we, we always said that it's Alabama, and yet Alabama got exposed by Tennessee. Michigan's defense looks good. Ohio State's defense looks good. And, and so we just, we don't know. We thought Utah's, right? But then we, we've seen Utah got run over by UCLA. So I, I don't know. Like you always say when you when you have an offense clicking like this, right? It's going to be one of those games where it doesn't play particularly well and you kind of shoot yourself in the foot. And maybe that one's coming, but we haven't seen it. We haven't seen that since Washington State. And this goes back to it's different for teams playing on the road than it is at home. That Washington State game, if you look back, Washington State had them. Washington State had them by playing great red zone defense and doing a bend but don't break and exposing the Oregon defense. And so to me, if on the rest of their schedule, if someone's going to beat Oregon, it's going to be that template. You're not going to stop Oregon's offense. You need to make them kick field goals, not sevens, and you're going to have to keep them on the sidelines because the Oregon defense can be had. It's not a great unit. It's getting better, but it by no means is great. And that's what you, they basically did that against UCLA. They held UCLA to field goals a couple times and Oregon got sevens. And Oregon got big plays, and UCLA had to kind of move the ball downfield, and they made some mistakes along the way. So when I look at, at teams, you know, which teams could give them some problems, again, maybe I go back to Oregon State and their ability to run the ball and maybe keep that offense on the, on the, the sidelines. And Utah could be interesting because Utah might be able to jam the box with seven, maybe even eight, and then play coverage on the back half because their secondary is so good, and that's another one with Oregon State. Oregon State has NFL corners. And I honestly think right now to beat Oregon, you're going to have to play man. You're going to have to play man on the outside, commit an extra guy to the box, and just say, we need to be better than you on the outside, and we're going to commit to clogging up this run game. And I think there's there's not that many teams that are able to do it. But well, Georgia certainly did it. And I think maybe Utah and Oregon State have the corners. Do they have the fronts to do it? We don't know. Well, I, I just say this. then. Bo Nix and that team look so damn well coached. They just feel so reliable. That's that's what it is to me. It's like you started watching that game, especially, you know, what they do. They trade field goals on their first series, right? Yeah. After that, and particularly after the onside kick, you just trust them. Like, it's yep. not – in UCLA tried to make their run, but it just wasn't – Nope. You just UCLA never, is a good team. You just never had the feeling that they were going to give that up. Like, they, you're going to have to have the better athletes. Only a few teams do, like you said, because they are so – they're just so sound, so yeah. well coached. I love watching them going back. And it's, it's really awesome. I just really enjoy, and I do this, you go back and you just take their scoring plays. So just, you know, you can go on ESPN or wherever you find your highlights and and just go through it and watch the scoring plays. And you can just, if, if you're a bit of a football nerd, I love looking at the schemes because not only do you have a dominant front in their run game, there's nothing fancy about what they do in, in, in the run game. But when you combine that run game with – it really is fun to watch them scheme guys open. And as good as Bo Nix is playing, and he is, they are doing a great job of scheming guys open in this pass game. And then Bo is smart enough and he's talented enough to, to hit them. 
and then when it breaks down, I, oh, by the way, he can take off and just you know kill you with his legs. It's really fun to watch. A couple of other uh, Knicks notes before we go. The Obviously, the game's changed, but his numbers look basically the same, if not better, than Mariota's the year he won the Heisman. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen him side by side, but it's pretty scary, uh, at least so far what he's done, and that was the same year that Mariota won the Heisman He belongs trophy. in the conversation. It's just that for a lot of the voters down south, um, the, the stink of the Georgia game well, like I said, will I, hang over their head. It will, but I, I don't think that costs him. What I think would cost him will be how he plays in the Utah game and the Civil so, War and game, the game and the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. And if he has, if this continues, I do think he could, he's got a shot at it. Um but, you know, again, you got to play really well and, and steal the highlights yep. uh, from those big weeks. And those weeks are all still to come. So there's it plenty of like football. You can't play poorly in a loss either. Ex- well, right. Yeah, you can't play poorly at all, but you really have to be the talk. I feel like you can have one bad or one eh game, but you can't play bad when you're But not, not in your big games. Yeah, not, right. not when you're featured. Yeah, like, because like, they, like Bryce Young, when he played, they lost. If their only loss ends up being Tennessee, Bryce Young threw for like five or six touchdown passes in that game. Right. That's not on Bryce Young. You can't have it where you throw three picks and your team scores 10 points in your big game. Uh, one of three quarterbacks at Oregon, Bo Nix, to throw for five or more teddies in multiple games in a season. Uh, the other two, Marcus Mariato and Justin Bear. Yeah, last time I checked, pretty good company. Decent little company. Decent little company. All right, a college football weekend. Walnuts is coming up next. It is 4 o'clock on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.